Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. We're going to be praying right away. We're going to be taking our text from 1 Timothy 2, from verse 1. It says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. Right now, we're going to be praying for the salvation of souls, hallelujah, salvation of all men all around the world, hallelujah, that the desire of the Lord our God is fulfilled, yes, in different communities, in the different states, in different nations, hallelujah, many are coming to salvation, hallelujah, let's go ahead and pray, kindly unmute yourself at this time, and let's begin to pray. Masaka, <laughs> 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 
Thank you, Father, for the 
Thank <laughs> you. 
we pray oh god for all those saved around the world that all men of God should come to salvation. Yes, hallelujah. They come to an understanding of their place in Christ. Hallelujah. They come to an understanding of their righteousness, nature oh God. Lord, thank you, hallelujah. Because he said, oh God, for this reason, oh God, that men of God should live peaceably, oh God. Yes, hallelujah. We thank you, O oh God, for a change of heart, O oh God, of the unsaved man and woman, O oh God, because the scales of the devil has fallen off of their eyes. The scale of the devil has fallen off of their eyes. In the name of the Lord Jesus, yes, hallelujah. And for that reason, they begin to hear us. They hear us, hallelujah. They hear us, oh God. Nations, oh God, which are the wise, reject the preaching of the gospel. Nations that are the wise, reject, hallelujah, the word of truth. They become receptive. They become receptive. In the name of the Lord Jesus, yes, hallelujah. 
Yes, hallelujah. Their hearts are ready. Their hearts are ready. And as we go out to preach the gospel to this one, oh God, they receive the gospel, of oh God, with faith, with meekness, with gladness of heart, oh God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, these are the ones, of oh God, they are going to be holding on to us. Get me born again. I want to know your God. Oh, I want to be like you. Oh, Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Yes, a huge harvest of souls, a huge harvest of souls on every side, hallelujah. A huge harvest of souls. Likaton Jacataya, Lepaka Coca Barricosto Toko Belegida. Yes, hallelujah. Five billion souls are more. 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 Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we've prayed. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Oh, wow. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Depending on what part of the world you are connected from at this time, you are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. And we are here for another season another time of increased knowledge of the word of God for application. Praise the Lord. Still, thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to always lead prayers over to you at this time. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. PD for the opening prayers and the session of intercession. And thank you everyone for praying. I'd like to welcome everyone to another day. And I'm inspired by the word devotion. Wow. Today is Wednesday, 3rd of March, 2021, and our devotional article is Have No Fear of Man. Have No Fear of Man. Opening scripture is taken from Nehemiah 4 and verse 14. It said, be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. Many years ago, while I was in the university, the government of the day, a military government banned all religious activities on campus. Some of the members of our fellowship came to convince me to comply. But I had heard from God. He told me to remain on campus. Some of them weren't ready to stand with me, perhaps because they were afraid. But if God had told me to continue, why should I stop because of what someone said? Anyways, God's word or counsel to you is what counts. Always, sorry about that. Always God's word or counsel to you is what counts. He made the vice chancellor, the governor, the president, the prime minister, 
etc. The Bible says the powers that be are ordained of him. He puts them in office. If they go rogue against him by coming up with laws and policies that don't favor his righteous course, you are not obliged to comply. No authority supersedes God's authority. So I went ahead with the program I had scheduled on campus because I'd rather obey God. And it was a remarkable success. Subsequently, we were never stopped from holding services on campus till I graduated. Was I defying the government? No. I was only obeying the orders of a higher government. It was the same with the apostles. Peter and the other apostles confronted the authorities in their day. Once they said, you yourselves judge which is right in God's sight to obey you or to obey God. Acts 4 verse 19, Good News Bible translation. As a man or woman of God, as a Christian, as one who walks with God, have no fear of men. Have no fear of their laws and decrees. Have no fear of anything. The Bible says there's no wisdom against the Lord. Proverbs 21 and verse 30. There's no wisdom against the Lord. What it means that it is, there's nothing that man will concord that will walk against the Lord. Human beings can never come together and come up with enough wisdom or strategy against God. It's impossible. When you are in sync, when you're walking in sync with his plan and purpose for your life, it makes no difference what anyone thinks or does. It doesn't matter the threats, you'll win. The opposition may come from your family, from your city, from your country, or from your government. Have no fear. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. First John 4 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Today's um, devotional article is um, it's quite straightforward, quite clean, quite um, direct. And we are being reminded that God supersedes every man, whether they be our parents, whether they be our presidents, whether they be the owner of our company, whether they be the owners of our schools, God supersedes them. And we must put his instructions above every policy, every rule, and every regulation. In this time and in this day, 
a lot is happening. A lot of people are making different decisions. And often I ask, what has God said about this matter? What is the word of God saying about the matter? Because if God has addressed that situation, what he says supersedes everything that exists, supersedes the opinion of every other person. And you know, with everything that's happening in the world today, we must be bold about our Christianity. Be bold about who we are, about what we have, about where we're from, about what we can do. And to always remember that this eternal life, this gospel of Christ got to us because there were people that in their day were bold enough to stand their ground about preaching the gospel when the governments of their day didn't want it. When the government of their day was ready to execute them for doing so. They didn't give up, they didn't give in. So like the apostles, we don't fear no man. We have no fear of anyone. We have no fear of anything. We're bold, we're tough. We're bold, we're very courageous. And we obey God. Irrespective of the opposition, irrespective of the threats. I remember during COVID-19 last year, you know, when we were finding a lot of evidences and then, you know, we would post them on social media. And there were other Christians who were warning us to be careful on social media about the truth that they also know was the truth, but they were afraid of the government. They were afraid of what their fans and what other people would say. but we were willing to stand for the truth against all odds. And that's how you should be. Be bold about this Christianity that you received. Be, go, be bold about the God that you say lives inside of you. He's not a coward. Be bold. And know that you are never alone. For one with God is majority wherever the opposition comes from at any point in time. Remember that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hand over to Sister Joy for the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity. I'll be taking the further study from Psalms 27, verse 1 to 3. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? 
when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should be rise against me, in this will I be confident. Acts 5, 25 to 29. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom ye put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. Then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people, lest they should have been stoned. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them, and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not what we strictly command you that ye should not teach in this name? Did not we strictly command you that ye should not teach in this name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Hallelujah. And finally, 1 John 4, 4. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be taking the confession. Please don't unmute your mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. I'm confident in the power of God's word to put me over always, irrespective of the circumstances or opposition. I stand in faith against any law, decree, government, or individuals who have set themselves against the church of Jesus Christ. And I declare that their defense is gone from them. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this opportunity. Thank you, everyone, for your time. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brodozi as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the Holy Bible plan. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where we're connecting from today. Um, I would like to share my screen at the moment. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for this wonderful platform. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this daily Bible reading. Thank you for being consistent. Okay, so we're reading the message translation today, and we're reading Mark chapter 10, and the caption is divorce. Verse 1 says, from there, he went to the area of Judea across the Jordan. The crowd of people, as was so often the case, went along, and he and he, as he so often did, taught them. Pharisees came up, intending to give him a hard time. They asked, is it legal for a man to divorce his wife? Jesus said, what did Moses command? They answered, Moses gave permission to fill out a certificate of dismissal and divorce her. Jesus said, Moses wrote this command only as a concession to your hard-hearted ways. In the original creation, God made male and female to be together. Because of this, a man leaves his father and mother, and in marriage, he becomes one flesh with a woman, no longer two individuals but forming a new 
unity. Because God created this organic union of the two sexes, no one shall desecrate his acts by cutting them apart. When they were back home, the disciples brought it up again. Jesus gave it to them straight. A man who divorces his wife so he can marry someone else commits adultery against her. And a woman who divorces her husband so she can marry someone else commits adultery. The people brought children to Jesus, hoping he might touch them. The disciples shoot them off. But Jesus was irate and let them know it. Come on, don't push these children away. Don't ever get between them and me. These children are the very center of life in the kingdom. Mark this. Unless you accept God's kingdom in the simplicity of a child, you will never get in. Then gathering the children up in his arms, he laid his hands of blessings on them. The caption, to enter God's kingdom. As he went out into the streets, a man came running up, greeted him with great reverence and asked, Good teacher, what must I do to get eternal life? Jesus said, why are you calling me good? No one is good, only God. You know the commandments, don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't lie, don't cheat, honor your father and mother. He said, teacher, I have from my youth kept them all. <laughs> Jesus looked him hard in the eyes and loved him. He said, brother, there's one thing left. Go sell whatever you own and give it to the poor. All your wealth will then be heavenly wealth and come and follow me. The man's face clouded over. This was the last thing he expected to hear. And he walked off with a heavy heart. Oh. He was holding on tight to, all, to a lot of things and not about to let go. Looking at his disciples, Jesus said, do you have any idea how difficult it is for people who have it all to enter God's kingdom? The disciples couldn't believe what they were hearing. But Jesus kept on. You can't imagine how difficult. I would say it's easy for a camel to go through a needle's eye than for the rich to get into God's kingdom. That set the disciples back on their heels. Then who has any chance at all, they asked. Jesus was blunt. No chance at all if you think you can pull it off by yourself. Every chance in the world if you let God do it. Peter tried another angle. Come on, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, mark my words. No one who sacrifices house, brothers, 
sisters, mother, father, children, land, whatever, because of me and the message will lose out. They will get it all back, but multiplied many times in homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and lands, but also in troubles. And then the bonus of eternal life. This is once again, the great reversal. Many who are first will end up last. And the last, first. And may the Lord bless this reading in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for this wonderful time. I've had a blessed time this morning. And now I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament readings. And as we go out today, we go with the understanding and with the knowledge that we've been given everything. As we are living everything for Christ, we have everything in him. Praise God. Thank you very much, Brother Z. That was very beautiful. Okay. Good. Warm greetings, everyone. And uh, thank you for connecting again. Thank you so much, Esther Mamarak, for this beautiful opportunity. So we have three chapters to take in the Old Testament today. So I'll try to be as fast as possible. So I'll be taking the first two while um, I hand over to Esther Mamarak to take us the third one. So Numbers 11, the caption is Camp Tabera. From verse 1, the people fell to grumbling over their hard life. God heard. When he heard his anger, when he heard, when he heard his anger fled, then fire blazed up and burned the outer boundaries of the camp. The people cried out for help to Moses. Moses prayed to God and the fire died down. They named the place Tabera, Blaze, because fire from God had blazed up against them. The caption camp. Kebrot Hatava. The misfits among the people had a craving as a mismultitude. The misfits among the people had a craving, and soon they had the people of Israel whining. Why can't we have meat? We ate fish in Egypt and got it free. To say nothing of the cucumbers and melons, the leeks and onions and garlic. But nothing tastes good out here. All we get is manna, manna, manna. Manna was like seed-like substance, was a seed-like substance with a shiny appearance like resin. The people went around collecting it and ground it between stones and pounded it fine in a mortar. Then they boiled it in a pot and shaped it into cakes. It tasted like a delicacy cooked in olive oil. When the dew fell on the camp at night, the manna was right there with it. Moses heard the whining, all those families whining in front of their tents. God's anger blazed up. Moses saw that things were in a bad way. Verse 11, Moses said to God, Why are you treating me this way? What did I ever do to you to deserve this? Did I conceive them? Was I their mother? So why dump the responsibility of these people on me? Why tell me to carry them around like a nursing mother? Carry, carry them all the way to the land you promised to their ancestors. Where am I supposed to get meat for all these people who are whining to me? 
give us meat. We want meat. I can't do this by myself. It is too much. All these people, if this is how you intend to treat me, do me a favor and kill me. I've seen enough. I've had enough. Let me out of here. <coughs> God said to Moses, gather together 70 men from among the leaders of Israel, men whom you know to be respected and responsible. Take them to the tent of meeting. I'll meet you there. I'll come down and I'll speak with you. Look at God's response. I'll take some of the spirit that is on you and place it on them. They will then be able to take some of the load of these people. You won't have to carry the whole thing alone. Wow. Tell the people, concentrate yourselves. Get ready for tomorrow when you are going to eat meat. You will be you have been whining to God. We want meat. Give us meat. We had a better life in Egypt. God has heard your whining. And he's going to give you meat. You are going to eat meat. <laughs> and it is not just for a day that you will eat meat. And not two days. Or five or ten or twenty. But for a whole month. You are going to eat meat. Until it is coming out of your nostrils. You are going to be so sick of meat. That you will throw up at the mere mention of it. And here is why. Because you have rejected God. Who is right here among you. Whining to his face. Oh, why did we ever... Why did we ever have to leave Egypt? Moses said, I'm standing here surrounded by 600,000 men on foot and you say I will give them meat, meat every day for a month. So where is it coming from? Even if all the flocks and herds were butchered, would that be enough? Even if all the fish in the sea were caught, would that be enough? God answered Moses, So do you think I can't take care of you? You will, you will see soon enough whether what I say happens for you or not. So Moses went out and told the people what God had said. He called together 70 of the leaders and had them stand around the tent. God came down in a cloud and spoke to Moses and took some of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 leaders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied. But they didn't continue. It was a one-time event. Wow. In order to note that, Verse 26, meanwhile, two men, Eldad and Medad, had stayed in the camp. They were listed as leaders, but they didn't leave camp to go to the tent. Still, the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. Hallelujah. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' right-hand man since his youth, said, Moses, master, stop them. But Moses said, are you jealous for me? Would that, all, would that all God's people were prophets? Would that God would put his spirit on all of them? Then Moses and the leaders of Israel went back to the camp. A wind set in motion by God swept quails in from the sea. They piled up to a depth of about three feet in the camp. And as far out as a day's walk in every direction, all that day and night, and it and into the next day, the people were out gathering the quail. Huge amounts of quail. Even the slowest person among them gathered at least 60 bishops. They spread them out all over the camp for drying. But while they were still chewing the quail and had hardly swallowed the first bites, God's anger blazed out against the people. He hit them with a terrible plague. They ended up calling the place Kybrot Hataba. 
graves of the craving. They were there they buried the people who crave meat. From Kabroth's Hatava, they marched to Hazaroth. They remained at Hazaroth. Now we move to chapter 12. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm waiting for it to be displayed on the screen before I continue. Okay, let me just continue because of time. Camp Hazareth, from verse 1, Miriam and Aaron talked against Moses behind his back because of his Koshite wife. He had married a Koshite woman. They said, is it only through Moses that God speaks? Doesn't he also speak through us? God overheard their talk. Now the man Moses was a quietly humble man, more so than anyone living on earth. God spoke in suddenly on Moses and Aaron and Miriam, saying, Come out, you three, to the tent of meeting. The three went out. God descended in a pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tent. He called Aaron and Miriam to him. When they stepped out, he said, Listen carefully to what I'm telling you. If there is a prophet of God among you, I make myself known to him in visions. I speak to him in dreams. But I don't do it that, that way with my servant Moses. He has the run of my entire house. I speak to him intimately, in person, in plain talk, without readers. He ponders the very form of God. So why did you show no reverence or respect in speaking against my servants, against Moses? The anger of God blazed out against them, and then he left. When the cloud moved off from the tents, oh, Miriam had turned leprous, her skin like snow. Aaron took one look at Miriam, a leper. He said to Moses, please, my master, please don't come down so hard on us. For this foolish and thoughtless sin, please don't make her like a stillborn baby coming out of its mother's womb with half its body decomposed. And Moses prayed to God, please, God, heal her. Please heal her. God answered Moses, if her father had spat in her face, wouldn't she be ostracized for seven days? Quarantine her outside the camp for seven days then she can be readmitted in the camp. So, so Miriam was in quarantine outside the camp for seven days. The people didn't march on until she was readmitted. Only then did the people march from Hazareth and set up camp in the wilderness of Paran. May the Lord bless this reading. Over to you, esteemed Amarak, to take us through chapter 13. Praise God. Praise the Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know, Brother John, as you were reading, I was just thinking about how God works in abundance. He was describing the quails, the quails that he gave to the children of Israel. And he said that beyond the camp, up to a day's walk. I don't know if anybody saw that statement. That is, if you were to walk with your legs, that the quails filled the earth up to one day's walk. That is, you'll be walking for 24 hours and you will still find quails. Brothers and sisters, that's the God we are dealing with. God is big. I refuse to limit God in my mind. I choose to enjoy the inexhaustible resources that God has made available. 
for us. Praise God. Numbers 13, scouting out Canaan. I think this is one chapter I love so much in the Bible. God spoke to Moses, send men to scout out the country of Canaan that I am giving to the people of Israel. Send one man from each ancestral tribe, each one a tried and true leader in the tribe. So Moses sent them off from the wilderness of Paran at the command of God. All of them were leaders in Israel, one from each tribe. These were their names from Reuben, Shamua, son of Zakor, from Simeon, Shaphat, son of Zohori, from Judah, Caleb, son of Jephunel, from Issachar, Egal, son of Joseph, from Ephraim, Hosea, son of Nun, from Benjamin, Palti, son of Raphu, from Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Sodi, from Manasseh, Joseph tribe, Gadi, son of Susi, from Dan, Amiel, son of Gamali, Gemali, from Asher, Seter, son of Michael. From Nephtali, Nabi, son of Vosi. From Gad, Gael, son of Maki. These are the names of the men Moses sent to scout out the land. Moses gave Hosea, that salvation, son of Nun, a new name, Joshua, God saves. When Moses sent them off to scout at Canaan, he said, go up through the Negev and then into the hill country. Look the land over, see what it is like. Assess the people. Are they strong or weak? Are they few or many? Observe the land. Is it pleasant or harsh? Describe the towns where they live. Are they open camps or fortified with walls? And the soil, is it fertile or barren? Are there forests and and try to bring back a sample of the produce that grows there in the season for the first fruit grapes. With that, they were on their way. They scouted out the land from the wilderness of Zin as far as Rehob to, toward Lebo Hamad. Their route went through the Negev desert to the town of Hebron, Ahima, Sheshai, and Talmai, descendants of the giant Anak lived there. Hebron had been built seven years before Zoan in Egypt. When they arrived at Eskol Valley, they cut off a branch with a single cluster of grapes. It took two men to carry it slung on a pole. They also picked some um, pomegranates and figs. They named the place Eskol, Eskol Valley, Grape Cluster Valley. Because of the huge cluster of grapes they had cut down there, after 40 days of scouting out the land, they returned home. They presented themselves before Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kedesh. They reported to the whole congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told the story of that trip. We went to the land, verse 27, we went to the land to which you sent us and oh, it does flow with milk and, and honey. Just look at this fruit. The only thing is that the people who live there are fierce. Their cities are huge and well fortified. Worse yet, we saw descendants of the giant Anak. Amalekites are spread out in the Negev. Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites hold the hill country, and the Canaanites are settled, are established on the Mediterranean Sea and along the Jordan. Caleb interrupted called for silence before Moses and said, let's go up and take the land now. We can do it. But the others said, we can't attack those people. They are way stronger than we are. 
they spread scary rumors about among the people of Israel. They said, we scouted out the land from one end to the other. It's a land that swallows the people whole. Everybody we saw was huge. Why we even saw the Nephilim giants, the Anak giants come from the Nephilim. Alongside them, we felt like grasshoppers and they looked down on us as if we were grasshoppers. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. I see myself through the eyes of God and never how others see me. It matters how we see ourselves, you know. Praise God. I want us to take a few testimonies today. Um, the times for the Bible reading, a lot of times, um, is quite long and we're not able to find extra time for testimonies and we have lots and lots of testimonies. Okay, so can we have two to three people who will share their testimony in one minute? Please stick to one minute. Make the testimony very brief. Brother Effie, please unmute from your end and share your testimony. Any other person, please raise your hand. Thank you. Brother Effie, go ahead. Um, praise the Lord. Um, good morning, um, Sister Amara. Thank you for the wonderful opportunity. Okay, I, I'm sharing my testimony based on um, Brother John, who shared his testimony with respect to accommodation. And what I want to state is that when the Bible says that the heartfelt prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available, it makes me understand that it doesn't attack that prayer, the prayer that touches you the most gets great results. So I was actually having issues with um, accommodation by the ending of January. And at some point, I tried even getting the funds was a challenge. And also getting the house that you want. There are two different things. At times you can have the money, but you may not have the house. So at some point when it was like getting into me, I was like, I'm tired. And I just spent that moment to just make a sentence. You understand that prayer, you know, there's that prayer, you know that this is from you. This is not just normal, I need to pray kind of thing. And I was like, God, I need a good house. I was specific. And before you know it, how I was able to get in contact with the agent, there's a long story towards it, but then because of his brief, I won't go into those details. I just somehow was able to connect with an agent and the agent was able to connect me to the house, such that there's that house you go to where after monitoring, you're like, please, where's the account number? Even when you don't ever have all the phones, you're just like, where's the account number? So I give glory to God because I moved at the beginning of February and basically it has been the house that I desired. So I want to give thanks to God and to encourage every one of ourselves that at that point in time, when certain things touch you, you can still get your results. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Effie, and congratulations. Praise well, God. Thank you. Yes, yeah. Okay, one more testimony in one minute. Okay, in the absence of that, we'll take our Pauline affirmation.
So the pollen affirmation is going to be shown on the screen. And as customary, you my name is, you put your name there, you say the first chap, um, paragraph, then your name again, the second paragraph, your name again, the next paragraph till the end. So at the count of three, you unmute your mic and you say the affirmation. One, two, three, go. My name is Maka. I have I <laughs> I know Praise God. Amen. At this moment, we will take the communion. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Please get your communion materials ready. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, thank you for the inspired by the word family around the world. Thank you for the seal of your word upon us and the seal of the name of Christ upon us. No evil shall befall anyone in this family. 
And any song that shall rise up against anyone here in the day of judgment is condemned. The advantage is ours at all times. The case is ours at all times. There's someone here, your colleagues have ganged up against you. You've instigated the management, the top management in your office. And it looks like your job is at stake. When you get back today to the office, you will discover that the tides have been turned into your favor. Thank you, Lord, for the bread. We enjoy all that you died that we might have. We refuse to live less. You said you came that we may have life and enjoy it to the full, and that is our experience on the job, in our homes, in our businesses, in our families, in our finances. We enjoy life in abundance. We saw today how you supplied quails, that if we were to walk on our feet a day's journey, the quails were in abundance. You are the God of abundance. I declare abundance for every situation in this place. The need will not only be met, it will be exceeded for God who will supply in abundance. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Please break the bread and eat it. Verse 25, 1 Corinthians 11, after the same manner also, he took the cup when he had served, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, these two years of this, you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just shoot the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for testimonies. Testimonies. Testimonies of abundance. Testimonies of abundance. Because we said so, and because we seal it with the breaking of the bread and the drinking of the cup. Testimonies of abundance, abundant supply of resources, abundant supply of resources, more than enough excess surplus. That is our experience today and always. Every need met, 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 and exceeded in Jesus' name. Amen, glory to God, hallelujah, 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 everybody. And it is, a day of abundant supply of resources for us. Be expectant and receive yours, you know, and enjoy your day. Thank you so much, everyone, for connecting on a daily basis and for fellowshipping with other believers around the world. Thank you, dear co-host, for blessing us on a daily basis. At this point, we share the benediction. You can unmute your mic. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is to us now and forevermore. Amen. And surely, God's goodness and mercy follows us all the days of our lives, and we dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you, Marilla.